Welcome to Play for Keeps, a presentation of Ashland New Plays Festival. This play is the property of the playwright who reserves all rights to its use. This recording is the property of Ashland New Plays Festival, Inc., which reserves all rights to its use. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Artichoke Hearts, written and performed by Sarah Mitchell. When I was six years old, someone told me all penguins mate for life. They were wrong. Most penguins mate for life, but not the emperor penguins. And I cared about other kinds of penguins, but my six-year-old obsession was with the emperor penguins, and that wasn't going to change. I asked my grandma to set the record straight. They find each other after walking for miles and miles in the freezing Arctic. They risk their lives for each other and their egg. The female penguin gives the egg to the male penguin for the coldest part of the winter, and she walks miles and miles to get food for them. Unfortunately, it doesn't always work out. Sometimes they don't survive. But if they do, they stay together for one year, raise their little chick, and then leave each other and move on. Find a new mate. But why? Because that's what penguins do. When you're six, things seem as though they'll last forever. People are supposed to stay together forever, right? It wasn't until I was a little older that I realized a lot of people don't. And forever started feeling like a very, very long time. Maybe the emperor penguins were on to something. Maybe people or creatures were just supposed to appreciate each other for a short amount of time and then part ways with no animosity and better off because at least they had something together for a moment. A moment. A moment sounded nice. I became fascinated with how people loved, how they talked about love, how they wrote about love, why so many people sang about it, and how something so inconsistent could be the foundation well, for everything. So I decided to ask. I began with a person who always seemed to believe in love no matter what. He was leaving our small college town for good. I sat on his kitchen counter and watched him pack up his apartment, tossed him packing tape when he needed it. I'm 23. I've been in love once. What is love to me? Well, love is not single-sided. You know, both parties have to be involved. Like, uh, unrequited love? I don't know about that. To me, what love is, it's that one person who needs you and wants you around all the time. And you can only say certain things to that one person. I'd like to believe in true love. I see couples celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary, and I want that. But, you know, you gotta be careful. I mean, what is it, 51% of marriages end in divorce? The girl I was with, I was with her for five years. It wasn't always amazing. I don't think it can always be amazing. It probably can't always be amazing. <laughs> I think it's probably, if it was always amazing, there's something wrong with it. <laughs> but I can't explain to you why there was always just something keeping us together and we just couldn't get away from each other. 
what does love feel like to me? Oh, for lack of a better term, it's a high. Uh, it's like your dopamine receptors are off the charts, you know? It's like I wake up in the morning and I'm thankful the sun is up. I'm made more aware of everything around me. And the best, the best is when you, you forget that you're in love and you're doing this and you're doing that and you're with your friends and you're like, man, why is this so fun? Everything's amazing. And it's like, oh yeah, duh, I'm in love. Here's what I always keep in the back of my mind whenever I'm worried I'm going to not find it again. I was uh, standing in line at the coffee cart, and there was this guy standing behind me, an older man, and he had like 50-something balloons. I mean, I don't know. I'm just guesstimating. Like, I don't know, 48 balloons. I don't know. I'm just guesstimating. And uh, I turned around, and I asked him why he had those. And he looks at me, and he says, I've gotten a balloon for my wife every year on our anniversary. And every year, I had a balloon. And when I give them to her, I look her in the eye, and I tell her, these balloons will never lift me like you have. And it's just like, fuck, yes, I want that, yeah. He was a person who believed in true love. Soulmates, you know, that kind of shit. I knew that before talking to him. His perspective confirmed my suspicions of society's preconceived notions of love. The Disney princess ending. The idea of forever with someone. The idea that someone could complete someone else, that were two halves of a whole, two peas in a pod, big spoon, little spoon. But what if I wasn't a spoon at all? I needed to talk to someone with more experience, you know? Someone who had found it. We sat next to each other on a short plane ride with complimentary Chardonnay. We had been making your basic plain small talk when suddenly she was answering all my questions. <laughs> No, I suppose I don't mind telling you my age. I'm 62. Do I look it? Oh, God, don't answer that. <laughs> what was the question? Oh, okay, yes. I guess I've been in love. Well, I've been in love two times. The first was, oh, gosh, I was probably 17. My prom date. A lot of people can't actually say that they like their prom date, but he was just, oh, he was just the sweetest boy in school. I couldn't tell you where he is now. I think about him sometimes. I'm sure he's married now. He was just so sweet. <laughs> Is that a good answer? Oh, my second love, of course, my husband. He'd kill me. <laughs> well, we met and fell in love when we were 21. Well, he fell in love with me first. He definitely did. I didn't know if I liked him for a long while. A girlfriend set us up. Been together ever since. What does it feel like? Oh, gosh, that's a toughie. Well, for me, it feels comfortable. I guess I feel safe knowing he'll always be there. It's not always easy, but it's safe. And we have three kids together, so you know. Well... Well, I guess you don't. Well, I shouldn't assume. You don't have kids, do you? Good. Wait. Make sure for certain you're ready. I don't know if I was. Talk about the way love feels. Try having three kids. Most pain I have ever experienced. The pushing and the shoulders. The shoulders are the worst part. Especially if you have big babies. All my children are very big. And they don't warn you enough about all the shit that comes out of you. Literally, the shit that comes out of you. Just blood and shit and shit and blood. But then you hold them. And it's like this. It's like this warm wave washes over you. Hmm? Oh, oh, I sure hope two people can stay together forever. I can't imagine trying to find a date now. <laughs> Does that help you? It was safe to say I was more terrified of childbirth than ever, but she did help me. She had a little more insight on the forever thing, the thing that the emperor penguins supposedly don't have. Okay, so, so one person likes another, and then possibly they end up together but end up together. What was that? 
I wish I had asked her the moment she knew she was in love with him because it all seems like a big trick to me. Do humans just convince other humans to love them? And does one person always love the other one more? We hiked up a mountain. She talked. I listened. I'm 22. I've either been in love like five times or like zero times. Well, they were all the girls I loved in high school. And then there was the one in college. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Who's the fifth girl? Okay, no. No, yeah, not, not her. Okay, wait, so, so maybe it's only four. Okay, yeah, so, so four times or zero? But I don't know. Maybe I'm just invalidating those experiences. Because, I mean, I told boys I was dating I loved them, but that was all, you know, pre-coming out bullshit. <laughs> I just, uh, I think what love is is hard to define. I think it's when you fully accept someone for who they are, flaws or not, and they feel the same way about you, and you kind of constructively accept each other full-heartedly with, yeah. Uh, stay together forever? Uh, possible, yes. I mean, I think the world is crazy, so under some circumstances, even if two people are perfect for each other, there can be factors that fuck that up. I think in this day and age, social acceptance is getting better in some parts of the world. I don't know. It's easier to cope with certain limitations that people couldn't get past in the past, if that makes sense. I mean, I think it's possible. I think it's definitely possible for me to love someone forever. I definitely have that capacity. I don't mean to say that there's just one person that's perfect for you, because I think there are a lot of them, quote, perfect for you. But perfect in the sense that you're totally okay. Like you feel like the sun shines out of their asshole, you know, and they feel the same way about you. I think love feels like, well, I don't know anymore because I'm changing my mind about it, but I want to say it gives you a sense of completion and wholeness and companionship, something sturdy that no matter what makes everything okay. So I think it feels, or it should feel, like you're not alone in this life. I didn't trust many adults when I was 16. My best friend's dad was one of the few I did. He gave advice without judgment and still does to this day. I asked him about love after a game of driveway basketball. I'm 51 years old. If he'd asked me that, well, if he'd asked me that 30 years ago, I would have said once, twice, maybe even three times. But now I'd only say once because I've been married for 25 years and I can really appreciate what actually being in love is. Okay, uh, being in love... Uh, is that person who you're in love with, uh, who you feel brings out the best of you and you can lean on them and, uh, you don't have to be anyone you're not around them, but you're inspired to be your best self. Ha! That's what I think. Uh, that's a, uh, God, uh, uh, what does it feel like? Uh, well, uh, there are parts of it, uh, some of it is very passionate, but mostly it's just nice and cozy and comfortable and a warm bed, someone to hang on to and talk to in the dark. Love feels like a, like a nice warm bath. How stupid is that? <laughs> no, I do not believe as much as I love my wife that there is just one person for everyone who you, you know, who's perfect for you because even, uh, even the most romantic-minded person, sort of like myself, would have to admit that it's completely illogical of the millions of people on the planet I just happened to meet her. I mean, I think it's a combination of the right time, the right place, but chemistry, a lot of chemistry. But people can have chemistry with a lot of different people. Some of it, 
Some of it is you just get going down a road with someone, you decide you like them, and you decide you're all in. So you can't tell if it would be different with someone else because you decided to do it with this person. The only way to be with someone for a long time is to hold on to your hats, be with someone for a long time. You can't do both. Well, I guess you could have two long marriages or something, which brings the question, do you think being in love requires a long period of time, or can you have a huge romantic relationship over the course of six months, or six weeks, or six days, or six hours? I mean, I think it's really, if you're talking about romantic love, it's gotta be sexy. You know, you gotta wanna rip each other's clothes off. That really helps. But I think the root of it is your admiration for the person. Like, wow, I really admire this person, and they want me. Maybe it's kind of a boring thought. I think I said this to you once when you were 16. Marry someone or be with someone you'd be proud to call your best friend. Because it takes it out of the context of the whole romantic sex thing and makes you think, wow, do I really want to hang out with this person forever? <laughs> you know? I also think it helps if you're with someone who's fundamentally happy. Because as much as I believe and enjoy romantic love and lifelong love, uh, you can't make someone else a happy person. To put that all in another person and say, oh, without you, I'm entirely miserable. Yeah, no, run for the hills. So, how many times have you been in love? Oh, I don't answer the questions. I'm just asking them. Well, that seems unfair. Maybe it was. Maybe it was unfair that I was asking everyone else and not answering for myself, but hearing what they had to say was just way more interesting, and, and I didn't want to think about it. I had a lot of shitty jobs after I graduated college. For a while, I worked as a stock girl. My boss told me that I was too unfashionable to work the floor, so I was the stock girl. I steamed, folded, and priced clothes eight hours a day, six days a week, and a piece of my soul died. My solace was my fascinating coworker. She told stories like no one I'd ever met. I begged her for an interview, and she refused at least four times. And then one day, there was a thunderstorm. Our store was empty for the duration of the two-hour storm. We drank some tea. I spiked mine with some bourbon because I was just carrying around bourbon in those days, and I asked her one more time if she would answer my questions. And she agreed, but only because she was bored. You thought I was 24 when we first met, remember? Okay, so can we just say that I'm 24 for this? Okay, whatever, fine, then I'm 32. I don't know how many times I've been in love, once, maybe two times, I guess, because it never felt like this, like how it feels my husband. Isn't that why people get married? That's why I get married. Because this is the first time you feel this way about someone, so you jump on the opportunity to spend the rest of your life with them. Uh, we met outside of a bar uh, my first night. This was back when we were both still smokers. Idiots. I go out and smoke, and I meet him. I try to ignore him. He is a total redneck. He even say this, I am a total redneck. Who says this? <laughs> and he asked me for my number, but I don't have phone that work in America yet, so I went back to the same bar again, hoping he would be there, and we meet again, same bar next night. And the next night, and the next night, and before you know it, he is my boyfriend, even though I don't come to America to meet boys. And then one year and one half later, we get married. Uh, my parents didn't come to the wedding. They were happy for me, but they didn't want me to come here and get married because now I'm here forever and, and they miss me. And so like I tell you, they just come to meet him two weeks ago after we married one year already. And they liked him a lot. 
they could see the love that we had for each other and that meant everything. Oh, love feels like fun and exciting. Oh, we never have the same days off, but when we do, we go on adventures, hiking and camping. We have to take time to appreciate each other and to appreciate the beauty of the world because it might just be the two of us and our dog the rest of our life. Well, I guess our dog will die. And then we get new dog. What? What is this face for? Dogs die, people die, we all die, we're dying now. Oh, I told you this. I didn't? Oh, well, I can't have babies. Or maybe I can with lots of fertility treatments, but odds are low. Maybe we adopt, but uh, I will always dream of seeing a little baby with my eyes and his smile. No, no, you do not get to make that face. It's okay, I am fine. I will be a mother someday, and my husband will be a father. Don't feel sorry for me. I feel sorry for me sometimes, and I think, what a waste of time. I could be laughing and happy with my husband. I think love, my love with my husband, will last forever. So you don't get to feel sorry for me. I feel sorry for you that you don't have what I have yet. You don't get to feel sorry for me. I feel sorry for you. She told me later she felt a pull towards her husband the night she met him. I mean, is that love at first sight? Knowing the minute you meet someone that they're for you, even if they're totally wrong for you. People have experienced it, whether it lasts a lifetime or just a fleeting moment. It was a pattern that I kept running into when I talked to people, saying they met a person or saw them across a crowded room and knew they had to talk to them. I mean, what is that? Biology? Fate? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I believe in fate. It seems irrational. But then again, who knows? Or it could be that people just convince themselves it was love at first sight because it's a nicer way to remember things. It's a better love story. I don't know. Most of the time, I feel like a big old cynic, even through all of this, all of these interviews. I don't always trust it. But then there are other times that I want to believe it. It sounds like actual magic. And I wonder, have I experienced it? I would know. Wouldn't I? I was having an especially bad day in the frozen food section of the grocery store. While I stood looking at the frozen corn, crying, a stranger asked me if I was okay. And then I asked him to tell me about his life. I'm 71. Okay, well, whether you believe it or not, it's true. I wouldn't say I've ever been in love. Well, because, because a lot of reasons. There have been women, you know, women I thought I loved. Women I even told I loved, but, uh, but I didn't. Oh, I don't know, it scared me when I was younger. I was a funny looking kid, big ears, freckles, everything the girls didn't seem to lack. And then I, uh, then I joined the service, no one to look at there. Everyone else seemed to have someone to fall asleep thinking about, but, uh, but I didn't. And then when I got back, uh, I took a job on an oil rig. That was pretty hard. I saved my money though. I bought a house. Love for me has always just been being with myself. My sister has darling kids and grandkids. I see them on holidays. It feels nice spending time with them. 
oh, my sister makes the most delicious double baked potato you've ever had in your whole life. Well, now, how she does it? Well, now, don't tell her I told you this. Now, you know, you're never going to meet her. So, you know what? Tell everyone. Tell everyone. This is how you make a double baked potato. Just before it's done, you pull out, you put a doll, extra little dollop of sour cream in there, bake it for another maybe three, five minutes. It's the most delicious thing you've ever had. I promise you that. Will you make it? Will you go and get a potato right now? And Okay. All right. But just promise me soon, okay? All right. I live alone, though. I got my dog, Duke. I love him. I love reading. Yeah, I fall in love with all the characters and all those classic books. <laughs> what a stupid, dumb thing to say. Oh, I, I love reading. Well, but I do. I, I really do. I, I, I love reading. I, I love that, uh, that I'm always a little different, but the characters are always exactly there where I left them. Gives me a different perspective, you know? Uh, I guess I wouldn't know how to describe it. Uh, my dad, uh, he wasn't a good man. He wasn't a good man to my mother. And I guess I, I guess I knew that he was a part of me and, uh, I didn't want to hurt anyone. I think to love someone is to protect them. That's what I think. I'd fight like hell for someone I loved. You know, there's a reason why in all those Western films, you know those cowboy films? I was watching one on the TNT the other night. Uh, they scoop up the lady and they, they ride off together in the sunset. I mean, I, I hope it feels like that because it sounds heroic and poetic almost. You think it does? Uh, maybe thinking about love is trying to make me sound too profound. <laughs> Maybe because you have that recording thing in front of me. I just want to sound smart and great for all your friends. I think it's simpler than that. Much simpler. Well, now I'm going to be thinking about it on the ride home. Maybe that's a good thing. Well, do me a favor. Now that I've answered your questions, would you smile, please? And don't get any of this frozen crap. Come on. Get the good stuff. All right. Catch you later. So, he had never been in love. And on that particular day, that was exactly what I needed to hear. And I did try making that double-baked potato, and it was fucking delicious. I was shocked that people were willing to talk to me about love so openly. As soon as I asked the first question, their answers came tumbling out like they'd been waiting for me to ask them. Well, maybe that's giving myself a little too much credit, but... To be fair, a lot of people have told me a lot of things in these interviews. A lot of secrets. That's why my hair's so big. I got braver about asking people. I started asking as many strangers as I could after the man in the grocery store. I asked two girls while I was waiting in line for a sandwich one day. I'm 14. I'm 15. Uh, I don't know. Ask her. She's the one with the boyfriend. Oh my god, shut up. I don't know. It feels good. Love feels good. But I don't really know if I'm in love. We've only been together for like two months. Yeah, are you in love? I mean, like, I like him a lot. We've known each other since like second grade, but I never like liked him before this year. Like, he kind of like sucked before this year. And we live on the same street. So we just kind of like accidentally started walking home together every day since we have six period together. And one day we kissed and stuff. (laughs) 
You're turning red. Oh my God, shut up. Can love feel how Ryan Gosling looks? Oh my God, you're being so annoying. That's such a stupid thing to say. I'm so sorry. Can you just like try to ignore her? Can you just like erase her from like the audio, please? Oh my God, this is so, this is like really important to her. Like this clearly like means everything to her. What is this for again? Oh, it's see, it's it's her the it's her college the. This is so imp- sh- come on, just shut up. Just don't say. If you're not gonna say anything interesting, don't say anything at all. But I don't know. Maybe I'm in love. Maybe I'll get back to you. Can I get back to you? I asked an 18 year old boy on my lunch break in the park. 18. Love? No, I haven't been in love. Why? I don't know. Like I've been with girls. Like I've like I've been with girls but they just don't like care about the same stuff I care about. And like, I don't know, when you're in love with someone, shouldn't you be like super into the girl and just think that they're really awesome all the time? Because have you met girls these days? My age, they're shitty. Well, no, that sounds bad. They're not shitty, but they always point out their flaws, always. And the more they point out their flaws, the more you see them, you know? And it's like, when I find the girl I wanna marry, I'll just be like, cool, yeah, like this feels right, you know? Like, uh, whatever, cool. And also, like, I'm so young. Like, what's the rush, right? At 11.17 on a Tuesday night, I asked the cashier at 7-Eleven what love was to her. What? I don't want to answer that. Why are you asking me? That's too personal. Are you on drugs or something? 22 cents is your change. Have a good night, sweetie. She was the only person of all the people I asked who refused to answer my questions. I guess I'll never know. I wonder if she still works there. I asked one of the smartest people I know what love was to her. She asked me if she could think about it. Over a year later, she sent me an email. I'm 27. I'm a 27-year-old depressive. 20 years deep into that shit. Have you ever seen a 7-year-old depresso in the wild? It's actually pretty cute and hilarious, but totally not of this earth. Like a newborn infant wearing Coke bottle glasses, eyes magnified with fear and awe. The point is, if you start looking with your eyes open, you'll see these depresso little aliens moping around everywhere you go. You can't save them, so don't even fucking try. You can, however, attempt to love them. And for that, my people thank you. (laughs) One thing you should know about me, as if you couldn't already tell, is that I'm heavily medicated, like a bump above FDA-approved levels. Great stuff. Pretty proud of my doctor for betting the rules. Seriously, if you're depressed, take my advice. Stop being such a goddamn martyr and take the pills. I started on pills and literally got a raise two weeks later. The shit works. I mention all this stuff only because my answers to your questions would probably be 100% different if my body wasn't surging with chemicals. But since my doctor upped the dose, the world has become my very own trampoline. So lucky you, I guess. Okay, so love. This is actually really good timing. I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I've never wanted to be a wife, but I've always really wanted to be a mother. In a few years, people are going to start telling me that I'm too old to be either. If you want to become undead like me, it seems like having kids is the thing to do. (laughs) JK. LOL. I'm dying to fall in love again. 13 months of self-inflicted solitude will do that. It's literally thrusting my pelvis towards motherhood. There's a big cloud of bioluminescent love dust swarming around my body. I'm the pig pen of hopeless romantic depressives. (laughs)
loving while depressed is sort of a constant threesome between you, your love object, and an anvil as big as Mount Rushmore. Oh, sorry, that's an obnoxious metaphor. A lot of these kind of have been, but it's all pretty accurate. It clams me up and wedges me open. It makes me endlessly frustrated by the confines of my own body. I just want to live in the ocean like a jellyfish or a whale. Did you know that whales become their own ecosystems after they die? That'd be so fucking tight, right? But I'm stuck in this thing forever. We all are. It's such a disappointment. I'm disappointed. Are you? I've been in capital L love probably twice and lowercase L love probably five or six times. Wonderful, sweet, challenging dudes. I feel great about my roster. If any of you are out there, seriously, I tip my hat to you. It was great. The Ethiopian food, the Sunday mornings, the twisting and the shouting, the getting up and storming out, then storming back in. It wasn't always a walk in the park. A couple of you morphed me into both your mother and your wife, and I'd feel a twinge saying it was time to leave. But it was all completely worth it. What does love mean? Blah. I mean, willful delusion, blah, blah, blah. Feeling radically seen and heard for exactly who you are, blah, blah, blah. It means feeling a person grab your hips while you're washing the dishes and not recoiling in disgust at the heteronormative shackles. Oh, God, I don't know. Sorry. Whatever. It's a really fun type of self-denial. Blindly whipping yourself around a giant bowl of ice cream, lapping up every drop. It's like sitting on a landmine that's also filled with snakes. Oh, I don't know. Ugh. Actually, have you ever had a B12 shot after a night of binge drinking or an unexpected bump of coke from a stranger or plunged into a deep dark lake underneath a million stars and felt the slime beneath your toes while a million fish brush up against your body? I think it's like that. On a flight home from San Francisco after a visit with my sister, I sat next to a sharply dressed guy who looked like he once knew how to shotgun a beer really successfully. He looked like a statue. His suit was perfect. His hair was perfect. He was perfect. I probably would have hit on him if I didn't notice him playing with his wedding ring nervously. No, yeah, uh, that sounds really cool. Uh, sure. I'm 35. 36. Shit. I've been doing that the last year. No, actually, really, since I turned 31. It takes me a whole year to get used to my new age, and by the time I'm used to it, I'm another year older. <laughs> uh, I was in San Francisco for business, a job interview. I'm trying to relocate, kind of desperately. Well, I guess this will actually answer the question. I've only really actually been in love once, and, uh, and I married her. But we're, uh, we are ending our marriage. Six years. Getting a divorce. Oh, yeah. I mean, thanks. It's it's hard. Uh, we got together when we were, well, I was 28 and she was 24. Just like one of those girls, you know? The kind of girl that makes you want to do things you never thought you wanted to do, like get married. Well, I liked that she was ambitious and she didn't need me, but she still wanted me. So after we were together for like two years, we got engaged. We had this awesome wedding with everyone. It was just right, but uh, you want the truth. Yep, I, I see that. Okay, all right, all right, fine. I'll tell you the truth, okay? Fine, fine. I, uh, I cheated on her. Yeah, <laughs> so 
pretty much the most stereotypical worst thing. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Next question, please. <laughs> uh, love is uh, when you have it. It's that person who you can look at when you're, you know, a boring party or dinner thing, and you can kind of wordlessly signal to them that you're over it and you want to leave. Oh, she would crack me up because, you know, I would signal to her that I wanted to leave and she'd politely finish whatever conversation she was having and would come over to me and be like, 10-4, roger that. Oh, man. <laughs> she just did it because she knew it cracked me up. Oh, I loved that. It feels, uh, well, it feels good. I mean, sometimes it can feel overwhelming. It can feel like you're losing yourself, mostly in a good way. Like you lose all the shit about you that's bad, but also in a bad way, if that makes any sense at all. Oh, yeah, you noticed that, huh? Yeah, I haven't been able to take it off. I guess I'm still wondering and hoping. This trip, uh, going to San Francisco, sort of the first step I've taken realizing it's done. It's not official or anything yet. We haven't signed anything but I was uh, trying to get her back up until like two weeks ago when she, uh, well, she told me not to try anymore. We, uh, we had this night, the night I moved out. We were uh, screaming at each other, just like vile, terrible shit. Her face looked swollen from crying so hard she didn't even look like herself anymore and uh and i uh i did that all contorted and shit and she just uh she 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 just hates me you know i know i fucked up it's not even worth talking about why i did it why i cheated because if i could take it all back Oh my God, if I could take it all back, I, I would, I would do, I would do anything to take it all back. I would have just told her I felt overwhelmed. I felt overwhelmed loving her. I felt overwhelmed that she wanted to have kids. And you know, maybe she would have been hurt by that, but you know what? I, I, I really actually, I think she would have gotten it because, because she's my best friend. And maybe that conversation would have made us stronger, but instead I tried to escape and I fucked up so much. I mean, I, I definitely learned a lot, you know, but there's no, there's no bright side to any of this. I lost the girl. The girl. I know that sounds stupid. I don't believe that two people were meant to be, but this felt pretty fucking close. Can I hire you to be my therapist? Seriously, we went to counseling after all this went down, and the therapist lady just made me feel like shit. I already felt like shit. I need her judgment, too. <laughs> Before we exited the plane, we had one of those handshake hug things, you know, that guys always do. And I get it. I should do it more often. It's a really nice way to say thank you or goodbye or both. You know, just get in there and really feel it. <laughs> I felt like I'd just been initiated into his fraternity or something. There's a big part of me that's rooting for him. I hope he earned her back. 
I didn't think it'd be worth asking the best three-year-old on the planet about love. I figured he wouldn't know what I was talking about. Three? What do you say? What do you say again? Hmm, how about been in love two seconds? Love is a clock. Yeah, cause it tick-tock. Mm, mommy loves me, daddy loves me, you, godmother loves me. How about, I love my mommy. Love feels like my mommy. Like I do. I feel like it. To be honest, he blew my mind with that whole love is a clock thing. Like, are you kidding me? Love is a clock? It's poetry. Or maybe he just learned how to make that clock sound with his tongue and really wanted to show it off. And I get it, it's a cool trick, but either way, best kid ever. One afternoon, I walked out of the store with a family-sized bag of salt and vinegar chips in one hand, a six-pack in the other, ready for a night of just, you know, heavy solo binge drinking. And I saw a woman with a broken bag of groceries in one hand and a dozen bags at her feet. She was also carrying an infant. She was trying to calm her baby while also trying to pick up her food. I walked over and asked her if she needed help, and she looked at me as though she was about to cry. We talked a little. I told her about my interviews. She laughed and told me she didn't know how articulate she would be, but she would try. We leaned against her car. Oh, I'm so tired. I don't feel like myself. I know, this is so weird. It's, it's embarrassing, but I don't know you, and you don't know me, but you're helping me. So, And I also feel like it's been so long since I've had a conversation with another adult person. <laughs> and my husband does not count, so <laughs> sure, let's do it. Okay, uh, sure. I am, uh, I'm 29. I've been in love, uh, well, I've been in love three times. Uh, my boyfriend from senior year of high school and freshman year of college. A boy I met my sophomore year of college and actually broke up with my high school boyfriend for, and uh, that ended up being a big mistake. And, uh, and my husband. My husband and I met when we were 25. I really had to pursue him. He always acted too cool for me. But I kept asking him out because I knew he wanted me, and I was right. <laughs> love is, well, right now, love is this. You know, I, I, I spend my days with him, and my husband works. He tries to help out, but, you know, he isn't here for all the day-to-day -day stuff. He, uh, when it was time to decide who was going back to work, he jumped at the opportunity. So now I'm, I'm the stay-at-home mom, and he's, uh, you know, I, I don't resent him for not being here. I know he wants to be. Um, he has to support us. Um, but, you know, motherhood is, uh, motherhood is, uh, it, it's beyond anything that I ever thought it would be. Um, you know, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired all the time. Uh, you know, it's a, it's just a, uh, um, can I be honest with you? It, um, it sucks a lot. I give up a lot for this, for them. When we got married, it was wonderful and there were promises, but promises are hard to keep when you don't sleep through the night. <laughs> oh my God, sorry, this is so embarrassing. Oh my gosh. Um, but he still makes me laugh. 
at the end of the day, he gets into bed with me and he holds me and he makes me laugh. So, I can't even be mad at him. Oh, and that's, that's really what love is. It's, it's when you're so mad at someone, but you also just, you just, you, you can't be. <laughs> oh, no, 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 shh, 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 don't cry. No, 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 shh, shh, shh. No, it was mama's turn to cry, please, please. <laughs> A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Shh, shh, shh. I don't get it at all. It's not a comforting song. It's just letters. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, man, um, love feels like the bottle of wine that I just bought myself because I'm going to pump and dump tonight. Yeah, I am. No boob for you. I'm going to get wasted on one glass of wine. Yeah, maybe two if I'm lucky. Okay, that was probably too much information for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thanks for your help for the, the groceries and the... Thanks. I've never liked surprises. Maybe I've never been properly surprised, but I like being in the know. I like having all the answers. I... I want to have definitive answers for you about love. I want that to be how this ends. A roadmap or something to send you on your way? <sighs> to send me on my way. But the answer is that everyone is going to have a different answer. Love and being in love is different for everyone, which feels so obvious and kind of silly to say out loud. I mean, I think, I think at the core of it, in our brains, it's the same for everyone, which is comforting in a weird way, right? I can't even begin to truly understand the inner workings of the human brain in love. I'm not a scientist. I, I wish I was. That'd be cool. <laughs> I'm just a person who started talking to strangers because, well, I started interviewing people almost five years ago, which is crazy to think about. I've honestly lost track of how many people I've talked to. The real reason I did was because, because my heart was broken. It was like broken. I felt it all the time, every day. And I was supposed to be doing so many other things. I was supposed to be studying and graduating and interning and taking full advantage of my education. But instead, all I could think about was some dude who wasn't even here. Oh, and that's the shittiest thing about a broken heart, I think. To you, it's everything. But to everyone else, it's nothing. I mean, people care. But people stop caring. 
No one really wants to come into your sinkhole and listen to you talk about it again. I mean, not really, you know? So I was just like alone, bummed out on this island, not a literal island, more like a metaphorical island. Well, sometimes Ashland, Oregon feels like an island. And I felt like, I felt like I was the only person in the world to feel like this, you know, which is crazy and the furthest thing from the truth, but that's how I felt because I felt isolated. It's isolating having a broken heart. So I started asking other people about their love and their heartbreak really as a means to distract me from my own. And it worked sometimes, but we all know that ignoring something doesn't make it go away. And I was heartbroken for a long time. It wasn't fun. But then something happened. One day, I woke up, and I just wasn't anymore. I wasn't in love. I wasn't heartbroken. I couldn't tell you the day or the moment. It was just gone. Maybe the emperor penguins do miss their mates after they leave them. Maybe they remember their moment. Maybe they see each other across a crowded iceberg and think, we used to have something great. Or maybe they don't. Maybe they never think of each other again because it's their nature. I mean, there's no way for us to really know how they feel. We're not penguins, we're people. Emotional attachment seems like an inevitable thing for us. We know for sure that people hold on to moments and memories because that's what the human brain does. It creates attachment and longing. Oh, if I could talk to my six-year-old self who was distraught over the penguins not staying together forever, I would hug her and I would say, oh my God, you don't even know the half of it yet, dude. It's going to get so much. No, 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 no. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't want to spoil the magical mystery of heartbreak for her. That's something that you have to figure out for yourself. I would say penguins love how penguins love and people love the best way we know how. <laughs> and sometimes things work out and it's comfortable and it's a warm bath. And sometimes they don't work out. And sometimes that's okay because it wasn't right and you learn something, but sometimes it just sucks and it just hurts for a while. And sometimes you have to let it. And occasionally, you meet someone and you have a moment and just knowing that they're out there makes everything a little brighter. When I was almost seven years old, my grandma introduced me to a fascinating vegetable, the artichoke. We peeled it off, piece by piece, dipping the layers into melted butter. I actually got an excuse to play with my food and melted butter was involved, so obviously I loved it. When all the layers were gone, my grandma told me that I could have the heart. The heart? The artichoke was the only vegetable with a heart, she explained, and it was the most delicious part. 
She asked me if I was careful with my heart. I guess so. Protect it, my babe. Only give it to someone when you're ready. For a few weeks after that, I was convinced that my heart inside of my body looked exactly like an artichoke too because, you know, I was seven. But I did protect it. Just like she told me. At least, I tried. Years and years and many artichokes later, I asked my grandma to mute Jeopardy and be my very first interview subject. I'm 90 years old, and I've been in love twice. But I'm old, and I'm tired of answering questions. Both times falling in love were wonderful and horrible for different reasons, and you know the rest better than anyone. Oh, I'm glad you're curious about these things. Curiosity makes you a more interesting person. So I'm sure you're going to find out a lot of interesting things, I'm sure. But I think, in the long run, the answers that are going to be the most important for you are your own. So, what do you think it's going to feel like when you find it? When you find that kind of love you're looking for? This has been a production of Play for Keeps. Thank you for joining us.